You're listening to the Maniverse Podcast, and this is session number 96. This is the podcast where we talk about the business of tabletop games and explore what it takes to make a local game store an elf business. That means easy, lucrative, and fun. We believe that by learning new skills and strategies and working together, we can elevate the entire industry, make a greater impact on our local communities, and create profitable businesses that allow us to enjoy the hobbies and games that got us into the industry in the first place. And if you want to fast-track your game store success, then head on over to maniversaga.com forward slash join and become a member of the Maniverse Network. That's where you'll find a community of game store owners dedicated to building their businesses, as well as all the recordings from the 2020 LGS Success Summit and additional content only available to members of the network. My goal this year is to make the Maniverse Network the place to be for ambitious game store owners that want to grow their businesses. So to that end, I've got a number of exciting projects planned over the next 12 months, including the upcoming 2021 LGS Success Summit this summer. Go to maniversesaga.com forward slash join to become a member today. And today we're chatting with Yoni Jusilla about Dized. Try to ignore my terrible mispronunciation of his name right at the beginning of the interview. Dized is an exciting new app that makes learning how to play new board games simple and interactive. I ran into Yoni at the recent Gamma Expo, and once I saw what he and his co-founder were working on, I knew I had to get them on the podcast because I believe Dyes is going to be a very powerful tool for selling board games in your game store, and I definitely recommend that you check them out. You can find them at dyzed.com, and as always, links will be in the show notes. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Maniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Traplin, and I have with me today the co-founder of Play More Games, Joni Jacilla. Joni is here to talk about Dized. Dized is a digital companion designed to be used next to physical tabletop games. And we all know that one of the biggest obstacles to picking up a new game is, is learning the rules. And that's why we often refer to our friends to teach us. Uh, it creates a much better learning experience and actually gets us into the game faster. Well, imagine having that exact same experience in a highly interactive and engaging app with an ever-expanding library of tutorials that you can use to teach anyone how to play. No need to slog through a 15-page rulebook before you can even get set up. Well, you can just jump right into the game and you know start learning as you go. Well, this is where Dyes comes in. Dyes is a it's it's where players can learn games while they play and enrich their tabletop gaming experience. And it can do everything from smart tutorials to full game expansions. Uh, it brings the best of video game tutorials to the board game table, and that's what we're going to find out more about today. So, Joni, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate well, thank- it. Thank. Yeah, thank you very much. It's it's very good being here, and uh, you actually covered a lot of the stuff already. So, so I can I can actually start diving uh, deep into things. So, hey everybody, my name is Yoni. I'm the co-founder of Play More Games, the company that's doing Dice. Uh, we we started this company actually quite a few years ago with Tommy in 2014, and we started by publishing a board game called Race to the North Pole. And with this game, we went to game shows uh, uh, around Europe and, and in the States, Gen Con, Spiel, obviously the big ones, UK Games Expo, Play Modena in, in Italy, and, and, and the Cannes show, uh, Festival de Joux in, in, uh, in France. And uh, we were there with this game, but we were very actively networking in the industry. 
and we talked with all the publishers that we possibly possibly could and and talked about our dream of building a digital service in this industry and we pitched all sorts of funny ideas like uh, digital game expansions and and you know game masters for game maybe ai players and and uh, interactive tutorials and, and and whatnot and interactive tutorial was something that every single publisher sort of uh stopped our pitch right there like, wait 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 this um this interactive tutorial, what do you mean by that? And at this point, it, it was only an idea. We pitched it as, well, you know how video games used to come with manuals, like board games do. But then video games figured out a way that, hey, you know what, we can actually implement this to be part of the game. The game teaches you how, how you play while you play. And, and 20, 30 years ago, you might have uh, thought to yourself that, you know what, today I'm going to learn how to play that game. You don't have that thought anymore because you only kind of you you only think that today I'm gonna play that game and and you know that the, there is no friction you can start playing immediately and you learn what you need to know when when you need to know that in the game so we can with digital uh, devices smart devices and computers we can do the same thing for board games it's not exactly one to one the same thing because obviously it's a physical product and we can't follow everything that's going on in the game exactly but we we know enough to to Give, give this same experience for board game players. And publishers loved this idea. This, this was something, an idea that could bring board games from, from rule books, how they've been learned for, for a long time, uh, and, and other methods where you need to learn the rules up front and, and before you can play, to being really the, the 21st century uh, household entertainment product that, that typically in today's today's uh, day and age should be plug and play it's an entertainment product it should be entertaining immediately and mm -hmm. and that's why we wanted to then figure out a way how do we make board games uh to be such a thing that you can you can sit down and start playing immediately without depicting uh how the game has to be designed so we still wanted to all the game designers to have the full imagination and possibilities in their game design and actually even expand to that but focus on the game experience and especially the first time gaming experience and make it something that that's uh that will be always an entertain entertaining experience we had so many times when people say about games especially publishers and about their own games that uh when they start teaching it and we're kind of like uh wait 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 what this, this seems to be a lot and they go like no no, no uh, this is this is an awesome game once you know how to play and what skill or talent in life isn't like oh speaking spanish is awesome once you know how to do it playing violin is awesome once you play how to do it the journey there oftentimes wasn't and this is what we wanted to change uh, and we looked at very closely at how video games do it. And we wanted to focus purely on this experience. And let's make the whole session feel like we're not even learning a game. We're playing the game, we're having fun with it. And at the end of it, we kind of realized that, oh, I guess we actually learned how to play that game at the same time, huh? And, and this is kind of the experience what you get if you have a really good uh, friend at the table, or maybe maybe there's a demo person at an expo booth or in a retail store, somebody who knows exactly how to teach the game can make the session feel like you weren't actually learning the game, but you were just having fun with a group of people. And this is the experience we wanted to bring bring alive with Diced, uh, with the interactive tutorial. So so that's, uh, that's the, the sort of history of this, how we got started with this. It was a demand that came from publishers. And, and then, um, 
retailers kind of came into this picture when we were at Gamma Expo eons ago. <laughs> 2016, <laughs> I believe, probably was the first time we were there. And and, and, and 2016 and 17, when, when we still had, you know, an idea, we're trying to form this, we're doing some prototypes. We started talking with a lot of uh, retailers as well. And, and figuring out that okay, so this is some this is valuable for publishers. They can make their games more accessible. Now they can sell it to wider audiences. Great, uh, obvious benefit for players. You can skip rulebook, uh, everything else. Sit down, start having fun immediately. Okay, so is there something retailers can really benefit from this? And from the very early conversations, we realized that absolutely. A lot of retailers told us how they spend a lot of resources um, teaching people how to play games. If you want to make that sale, oftentimes you need to explain the person how this how this game works and, and, and how you play it and maybe even run an in-store demo teaching teaching the person how to play the game. And and it kind of turned out that oftentimes when you when you have a retail store, you can easily spend 15, 20 minutes uh, or half an hour with a customer to sell them a board game. And and uh, somebody told me that this is this is in other industry uh, for that if you spend the time you sell a car and and the time investment to sell a 20 or 30 dollar product or, or even if it's 50 or 100 dollar product but it's a it can be substantial and and if we can provide something that that the retailer can tell the give the customer basically that and this game comes with the demo person so when you go home there's going to be somebody at the table teaching you how to play. So you don't need to worry about your ability to, to read and comprehend a rule book. It, this, is, this is not going to be an issue with this particular game. Uh, so, so this was immediately one, a very strong sales point for, for retailers, which is why we're, uh, I know that uh, you can't see a video on the podcast, but I'm, I'm showing anyway on this, on this uh, call that we have right now, a diced logo on the Ice Cool game box. Which is the indication that it, this game c comes with that feature, so so you can learn uh, with, without uh, without needing to read the rulebook. And we can see from our data that a lot of people are using iSchool is one of our most used tutorials because um, they're telling on the game box uh, that the tutorial is available. So what we'll be doing this year uh, in order to retailers be better to to utilize this is delivering stickers and shelf, stock, uh, shelf talkers to, to uh, retailers until those logos start appearing on these game boxes. We, we all know that it takes quite a while for, um, for, the, for the games to even appear in the stores, even, even when the publisher decides to print the logo onto the game box. So meanwhile, you could just stick when you see that, hey, there's a new Munchkin is getting a tutorial on Diced. Uh, let's put the Diced sticker on those shrink wrap on those game boxes. So, so it doesn't damage the box or anything, but it tells the customer that this is one of those games that you can go home with and, and start playing immediately. So this is this is one immediate benefit that retailers get from this. Another one is DICE can be fully utilized as your in-store in demo person. Always available, doesn't take a sick day, doesn't require salary. Uh, and you can actually focus on, on the thing that makes you sales. You, you, can, you can focus on greeting customers, telling them about the games. But when, when, when it comes to time to uh, tell me more about this, how do you play this? 
rather than spending then the 15 minutes with the customer, you can either say that, uh, well, please, we have a demo copy here. So, so please sit down here. We'll put the demo on for you and, and you can learn how to play this game with the dice tutorial. And, and this can be um, even um, like a, a special tutorial on dice that doesn't even run you through the full game. But uh, publishers can create, for example, a 15 minute demo of that game, exactly what you do would do at an expo. Okay, this game takes one and a half hours to play fully. But what we'll do today, we're going to play through this very cool part of this game that, that uh, is the essence of the game. And, and if you like this part of the game, you will love this game. So, so customers could just go to the table, DICE tells them how to set up the, the game to that exact situation, and then they play a few turns. And that typically is enough for them to decide that if, if this is a game for them or not. And, and at that point, you would start talking with the pub, uh, continue the discussion with the, with the customer again. Did you guys like it? Well, fantastic. Let's, let's uh, take a new copy here and, and make the deal. And, and, and just, uh, so it's, it's a sales tool, basically, what it is for retailers. And, and that's uh, best how you can utilize it. And, and then you're saving a lot of money on, on uh, not having people to, for example, spending time learning how to play every single game that you're, you carry especially in today's market where there's so many new games being published all the time. So, so this kind of frees you that time. And also like what somebody just pointed out to me, uh, that during the pandemic, a lot of, uh, uh, so, so before I go to that, a lot of retailers told us that, uh, well, I, I, I don't know about this. This is kind of like, it feels like this might be replacing me. And, and we didn't really understand this. And we, we had a few conversations about this. What, what exactly do you mean? Like, how does how does an app replace you? Like, like people were afraid that this will, uh, like retailers, that this this will, uh, I will lose my business because of this app. Uh, and, and one of the things was that my community comes to me to learn these games. Uh, and we, we were skeptical about this. Uh, I, I didn't think that the like retailers are only standing uh, because they teach people how to play games. Uh, and, and we thought anyway that there should be as many different ways possible as, uh, as you can uh, imagine so that everybody has this. Some people love rule books, some people like to watch videos, some people like to learn games from other people. We want to kind of create something that would cater even all, all to those to all those needs and even to people to whom none of these are an option. So, so there's more ways to get into this game. So, so we didn't really see, see uh, that, that reasoning there. And especially during the pandemic, seeing how retailers are, have been, <laughs> retailers are the frontline workers of, of the board game industry. And they have, uh, many, many of them have uh, not only survived, but even thrived uh, selling board games and offering a really valuable thing for for that that that's that has helped people coping with this whole situation. So my hat goes off to off to retailers uh, being able to to survive through this through this uh, era and finding those new ways to do business and 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 also um, being able to you know when you you might have had a limited uh, for example the playing spaces in board game stores were closed and and this freed up some time to do other things and and free up some uh, do some other things and a lot of those things to have turned out to be very successful well now now that we're coming and I'm knocking on wood hopefully till the end of the pandemic 
hopefully we're at the time when we can start going back to the stores and, and, and starting playing at those stores again. Well, now the retailers who have now invested that time that they, they freed up earlier into doing these other functions, now uh, instead of having to, you know, add back that time that you spent on demoing games, hopefully DICE could be that service that allows you to demo those games. And you can actually keep doing those things that, that you created during the pandemic that are working for you business-wise. So, so our whole goal with DICE is to uh, help this entire industry grow. Not only publishers, but, but retailers make, make board gaming better for everybody and, and easier to access because board game industry has been growing for the past 10 years with, with very good numbers. And in order to keep growing, this means that we do need to bring uh, new people into this hobby. Like most people in the world even have played a board game during their lifetime. Uh, but I would also say that most people don't regularly play board games. And, and we believe they should. And, and DICE could be one of these tools that, that allows bringing new people, uh, I would say back to this hobby, because I, I think a lot of people played board games and at some point in, in life, it's, it was kind of like, uh, you're not doing that anymore. Exactly. So, so let's say it's, it's, it, we want to bring people back to board games and kind of remind them that, oh yeah, this is actually awesome. And, and hopefully DICE could be that uh, uh, gateway. Yeah, no, I think it's a fantastic idea. And I, I can totally see why all the publishers and the retailers are like, well, that's, wait a second, let's talk about this tutorial idea. I think it, it makes a lot of sense how that, uh, that, like, that took on a uh, life of its own. And uh, yeah, like two things while you were talking, like the, uh, the ideas that came to me were that one of the things that uh, business owners need to do pretty much all the time in, in identifying what they need to, to work on next is either uh, automate, delegate, or eliminate. And this is the automate portion of things. So like if you've got yeah. something that's costing you a lot of money and a lot of time and you can automate it and turn it into an automatic process that's, that doesn't lose the, you know, the humanity or the interaction or the value, then you should 100% do it. And that's something that this does uh, very nicely. Because like I said, it's, a, it's not just, uh, it's not a simple, you know, like this is a, the app itself is very aesthetically pleasing. It's very nice. The content that's created, the, the way it shows you how to play a game, it's, uh, it's very engaging and interesting and, and compelling. It's fun. So it's not, uh, it's not like uh, reading a dry rule book, right? So it's, it's a good version of the actual like one-to-one -one time that you're going to spend demoing a product. It's a good, good way of automating that process. Yeah. And, then, and, uh, and uh... Just uh, I, I didn't really go too deep into how the DICE tutorial actually works. Uh, I could have spoken a bit more about it. We have material available online um, for retailers. If you, for example, just contact us or, or go to dice.com slash B2B, um, where, where you will find uh, information for the industry and, and videos and, and you know more in-depth information. But uh, I should have mentioned that what the interactive tutorial means is we, we're trying to simulate like you had a person at the table who can adapt to what's happening in the game. So the whole tutorial usually starts by it asks how many players do we have today? And then it gives you the setup for that specific player amount. There might be other things that affect the tutorial in the beginning. Like, are you playing with a new copy of the game? Or you are. Well, then let's go to this. Uh, once you uh, punch out the punch bot, we need to assemble a few things first. So let's go through, through those step by step. And all the information is there as a visual 3D animation, as a voiceover and as text. So, so it supports different learning styles. Everybody's getting the information at the table at the same time. So there's very little room for misunderstandings. So, so um, 
this just creates the very uh, robust, uh, coherent learning, le learning experience. And the whole tutorial continues like that. The tutorial might ask you in the middle of the game to uh, everybody, uh, everybody draw a card now from the deck. Now, did anybody get a red card? And if you say, oh, yeah, okay, I actually did. So you tap the app. Yes, we did get a red card. Okay, so now that we have red cards in play, we need to know the following rules. But if you say, no, nobody got a red card yet, then it's okay. Well, so then let's move on with the rules we already know. So you're only bringing up rules that players have to implement immediately. And this is a sort of, if, if uh, this expression is allowed, uh, flattening the curve in, in a sense that you're not given so like too much information where it goes over the kind of buffer memory limit that you have. But it's, it's, a, it's a small chunk of information. And because you're implementing it immediately, that knowledge turns into skill through the action. Okay, so this is how you move your pawn. Move your pawn now. Okay, I do it. And now this kind of becomes a skill. I don't need to try to remember anymore how it was done because I already did it. And it starts to kind of build into my muscle memory and, and uh, I know how to do it. And this frees you uh, uh, more <laughs> mental capacity. <laughs> I call it buffer memory because I'm a programmer. Um, so it frees you a bit more, you know, brain power to remember uh, the next thing that you'll be implementing then immediately. And this is the whole thing why why it really focuses, makes the experience better and focuses on the player experience because that doesn't feel like learning. It starts to feel like learning when you go over that threshold where you have too much knowledge in your head and now you need to try to remember everything, everything and then trying to start implementing it bit by bit. And And this is the key to the dice tutorial and, and why it why it works so well compared to for example rule books where you typically uh need to learn everything up front or, or when when people have been taught board games to me they don't usually tend to teach them gradually they, they just like no no well there's just a couple of things more and then we can start playing and and it's very typical that they try to teach you everything up front and and for you it's just like it goes over your head the funny thing is that when we were we've been uh, running this at expos and thousands of people have learned how to play these games with the dice tutorial even in a, in a noisy expo hall we just have a screen with a, with a like a usb speaker on the table and that that's been enough and people have told us uh during the show that this was actually nice because we got to be here uh this tutorial uh because it's it's not a video that would just uh it's not a video at all it's more like a video game i, I shouldn't even have said it, the word video it's not a video <laughs> let's make that clear um but but people have said that because it it uh, paces out the information every time you need to take an action in the game the tutorial pauses it, it's waiting for you to accomplish for example for example now play a card from your hand and the tutorial won't continue um, with, the, with the teaching until you actually play that card. Uh, and, and then you tap the tutorial that, okay, card is played, now let's move on. And so, so that um, a lot of people have told us at these shows that uh, complaining about some demo people because they, you know, they are there eight hours a day and they're trying to get as many people through the demo table as possible. So they, they tend to go fast and, and uh, oftentimes there might even be strangers at the table and you don't want to seem to be like an idiot who didn't understand the information. So you might even, even if you missed something, you kind of feel like maybe the other people understood it and I don't feel like uh, asking. And this is something I can also relate to. 
this has happened to me. I've been at those exposed tables where I, when I feel like, oh, I work in this industry. Uh, I, I'm not allowed to ask a stupid question. If, if these people here are understanding this, then I should be, and I'm just nodding, 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 nodding along. Um, so, so Dice sort of offers an experience where you can just be with your friends uh, and, and, and kind of like, if you don't understand anything, uh, something, you can easily blame the app. Oh, I think they could have uh, made this, uh, you know, a bit clearer in the, in the explanation, but it's more easy to criticize that than yourself <laughs> for not understanding. So, so that's kind of how, why I like Dice as well, because it's, uh, if you didn't understand something, you can always blame it on the app and no, no one's, no one's feelings are. Because <laughs> yeah, somebody talked over your head and, and gave you an information dump right at the beginning. Yeah. Like the, uh, I think what you're talking about is, uh, really, uh, I think it's important beyond just the app, like it's just the idea of learning something new. I think the process is, uh, you know, okay, like you said, the flatten the curve instead of uh, having what the traditional method is basically like, here's all the information up front. You might not need any of it right away. You might not encounter this in this particular situation in this game right now, but here oh, it is. You know, oh, you've got to remember everything. And it's like, you've got this, you know, like a steep up curve, right? Where it's all right here. And then like, okay, now get, get playing that's a challenge that's that's the obstacle right that's the wall of info like i have uh like the idea of trying to like pick up a new rpg system uh is a challenge right because you're like i got these big books that you have to learn to be able to play this game uh whereas it seems like the way that uh, dice works is that you kind of break it down into small little steps right you, you learn the thing execute the thing learn the thing execute the thing and then you just kind of like yeah, and you you climb the stairs and then you find out that you've you've learned the whole game and everything that you need to know in order to, to have fun it seems like a much better way of going about doing it. And I think it makes a lot of sense. It, it, it's been funny to, uh, um, in, and so at Expos, we don't have the rule book at the table at all. Like we don't want people to, when we were kind of showing people how Dice works and everything, we didn't want them to, you know, open up a rule book and, and learn anything from there. Because obviously that would mean that uh, then you should be, Dice is not doing its, its job. You need to be able to fully learn this game without using the rule book. So we didn't even have that available at those tables uh, and we never needed to. But it was funny in some cases when, when players were saying like after the tutorial that, uh, you know what, I, I thought this game was harder. Like, like one reason why I never looked into this, it was because I, I uh, like Blood Rage, for example, I, I thought that this was a harder game, but it turns out uh, it was surprisingly simple. And then we can, we, we, a few times we kind of like then take out the rule book under the counter. Uh, this is actually the rule book for the game. And when they, when they go through it, they kind of go like, mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, did you skip some of this information in the tutorial or, 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 uh, what happened? They're like, no, it was all there. You know, everything, like when they go through the rule book, they can read it and, and kind of see, uh, yeah, I knew that. I knew that I know everything here. But I would have never guessed it was a 20-page rule book because it felt like six or seven. Because, yeah. because you, really it, you the had the experience that this was easy to learn. And then you think that the, <laughs> the, the game doesn't have that many rules, but actually a lot of them do. Um, and, and, and another thing that uh, we, we often have encountered in the sort of, especially the, the hobby industry, um, mm -hmm. And uh, even if we talk about casual gamers, uh, like Carcassonne is something like that's super, super simple. It only has like four or five pages of rules. But for a lot of people, Carcassonne is a super complex game. 
and and this is uh, um, like Tommy, for example, told me a story about uh, his cousin uh, who they, they bought Carcassonne, uh, I think, for Christmas. And uh, and they said that uh, they they just let Tommy know that you know what we we bought this one game it, it was called Carcassonne it was uh, awesome we really liked it and then Tommy said that ah well actually uh, I I should have told you that uh, we have a tutorial for it available but I guess you didn't really need it that, that the rule book isn't isn't that long <laughs> and she said that are you kidding me it took us hours to figure that game out that 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 game has a lot of rules. And, and it's always a good reminder for us because we're kind of living in the hobby game bubble and, and yeah. uh, everything less than 10 pages is, is considered kiddie, kiddie rules, which I kind of, I don't because I, I know that even even few pages of rules can be really complex for people who are not so deep, so deep in this. And uh, I, I kind of dislike that the, to me to me it's kind of like gatekeeping as well when people say like oh it's a baby game only five pages of rules and like five pages is a lot of rules to use an entertainment product um there's a lot of products that you wouldn't use if you coffee makers and stuff if you needed to study five pages of rules it would be like this is stupid <laughs> it's why do i need to do this? this this should be designed in a way that it's easy to use and and if you start designing well, yeah, it, it's difficult to design board games that way, or then you're making very kind of like certain kinds of games. And, and that's like I mentioned earlier on, it's what we want to support with Dice to, to make, uh, give uh, game designers sort of free hands when they're developing games. And then like design the game you want without needing to think so much that uh, this is a cool concept, but how do I explain this to people? Because we want to create a tool that makes explaining that concept very easy. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's funny that you use coffee makers as the example, because like the coffee maker usually does come with a rule book or like, you know, it's an instruction manual, right? But it's usually like this thing that's like several five to 10 pages of, of instructions on how to use it. Most people don't read it though. You put it down and you say, okay, well, what does this button do? And I'm like, ah, you know, start playing around, opening the things you literally learn by interacting with the device most of the time. And you're like, ah, this is yeah. the button that brews, you know, this, you set the timer. Okay, I can figure it out. It's, and, it's and we, literally the same experience of like, no, no, I'm going to go get into it and start interacting with it. And that's how I figure it out for most yeah. people. It's, at least that's how it works for me. And, and, and board uh, game industry is actually yeah. uh, probably has the best manuals in the world. If you, if you consider this, that this is, a, this is a physical product. Sorry for the noise. I have a small receipt here. Uh, when, you, when you buy the coffee maker, it comes with a manual that is kind of like this size. And, and then you're trying to read these very small pages. And, and for example, I'm, I'm from Finland. In many, in many cases, those manuals are translated through some online thing, whatever. And they <laughs> are a pain to use. Um, and, and this is, so board game industry already has very good manuals because that product is, to, to be frank, for especially for mass market terms, it's a freaking difficult product to use. And, and mm. we, like how much resources do publishers spend annually on their rule books and, and the different methods, how much resources to bring demo people to the expos, how much resources to create, how to play videos and, and, and plenty of them and in different languages and everything. So, so we kind of want to save on those resources for the publisher as well, that just do this one tutorial that's easily, can be used in any setting at a store, at an expo, at a home, can easily be translated to other languages 
once you do the content, you just add in the translation and then suddenly you have everybody anywhere can learn how to you play your game with this one thing. So, uh, so, so we didn't just stop at tutorials. We knew that tutorial is kind of like a one-time product. It teaches you how to play the game, play the game, but even most board games, even when you know how to play that, it means that, you know, 85 to 90% of how to play. It's very rarely you know everything inside out. There's always situations that come up in the games that write because now you have that card on the table, but I have this castle placed here. So what actually happens now if I play this? So, so for these situations, we realized that, okay, we need to support players beyond the tutorial as well. So the tutorial gets you into the game and then we have rules. Rules are uh, or, or is uh, a service for digital rule books which we have brought onto, so game rules brought onto digital platform, which have a built-in FAQ, they have a built-in errata system, they have, uh, every rule is under indexed menus, so you can browse your rule books and, and find rules in bite-sized chunks in, in that service. And also it has a fully indexed uh, search engine, so you can just basically open up dice rules and, and just type down, how do I do this? And you get the FAQs, you get the, the rules that, that uh, most likely answer your question. And, and those are publisher approved. So every answer you find from that service, you know that this is, this is the correct answer because this is put here by a publisher or, or an entity uh, approved by the publisher. So, so rules is your tool that you'll be using after the tutorial. Uh, but we have found out that the tutorial is not really the one time use thing that that we thought it was because we we have used them ourselves uh over and over again blood rage now that i play and it might be like uh four eight months in between when i play the game i kind of like taking the dice rolls out because you set the pace you can go forwards as fast as you want so there might be things like yep i remember this go 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 okay what was right so we have four players so this this is a bit different during the setup so you can kind of quickly go through the tutorial and use it as a as a tool but but it has uh usage out of that i have some games that i don't have tutorial for spent a lot of time learning the game like now we're gonna learn this game spent six hours on it we played it fully great uh let's play again at some point and then it's six months or, or three months later and it's kind of like yeah, we should have played it again a few times because now if I start again, need I'm going to have to invest an additional hour or two during that time just to refresh my memory how things worked. So Dice actually makes picking up that uh, loved title that it's uh, complex and isn't really like you have only played once or twice. Even after uh, after a while, it's easy to take that on the table and let's just put the Dice tutorial there again and then it'll run us through the things. Yeah, no, I've definitely had that ex that same experience with Twilight Imperium. Remember, right. Uh, yeah. My <laughs> yeah, my friend, uh, you know, decided that this is a great game. I'm gonna I played this at my friend's house. Let's buy it and let's let's play with this group. It's like okay, so this this game is like gigantic and it has like a million pieces and you know a, gi a huge set of rules that you need to remember to to be able to play and it's a massive setup and you know you you spend <laughs> spend a few hours figuring it out, play it once, take four hours, five six hours playing the game, which because takes forever and then you put it away and then six months later you're like so are we ever going to play this again I'm like no no i don't want to relearn everything because i forgot it all in the interim so if you could uh if you had something to kind of make that a little bit easier in the uh the meantime there's, that, that there's been those times when the game gone. 
there's been those times when somebody has taught me a game how to play and um i think i know how to play the game and then i go and, and try to teach it to somebody else and i realize that oh there's actually a lot of things that i don't know about this game which would be exactly the moment when i would just kind of like to take out like an interactive tutorial that okay we're gonna we're gonna use this uh, because that will always teach us the correct rules um so so um yeah let's bring it uh your your uh I, I think there's a lot of retailers in your audience so we should uh maybe bring it a bit more back to maybe the, the, this yeah. area of, yeah, let's uh, do that. so in terms of content for the library yeah. how many games are dice compatible at the moment there's about 20 games that have tutorials right now almost 100 games that have rules published rules are obviously easier to do because it's just the game rules on faq you just put that into the service and it's there uh, tutorials require more design because there's a certain AI is a bit strong word for it maybe, but there, there's a lot of logic that goes into it. It's not a slideshow, for example, that would always go the same way because you, you select how many players do you have and there's certain conditions. Okay, if this has happened in the game, but that other thing hasn't, then we're going to show you that step. So there's a bit of logic when, when things are presented to you and uh, sort of a flowchart. Um, yeah, behind the like in the in the back end how the tutorial is designed so you have your steps how the tutorial will go but then you just have some some logic there that in which cases do you go into into which steps so tutorials take a bit more bit more work to do that's why there's less of them and also we we first developed the rules tool and and the tutorial tool only came out a few months ago so so we're only now starting to see these tutorials and right now we're publishing new tutorials every week. And our goal is to have contents on Dice by the end of the year, rather on average daily. Rules and tutorials, and also what you mentioned, the extras, so score calculators and, and soundtracks and, and extra quests and missions and character builders. And, and the imagination is, is your limit there because you can do a lot with the digital device. Uh, the the bottom line is that I want to do want to mention is that we designed Dice to be a companion app, so it's we always want the focus to be on the physical game and the physical tabletop game. There's plenty of platforms that allow you to there's video games out there if you want to play on on digital platforms, um, and and platforms where you can play digital digital versions of board games, um, which I consider to be video games. So, so we want to have the focus on the, the, the group that's at the table and, and people spending time together and making that moment as, again, the experience. So anything we can do with the digital device, bring the, bring the soundtrack and the sounds of battle into the, into the, <laughs> the game session and help with some bookkeeping and, and the, the tedious parts of the game, for example, like learning the game, make that feel easier so you can actually focus on the the good part of gaming and then and, and that playing board games would only be about the good good part of gaming. Um, so so uh, a lot of things a lot of things are coming but uh, yeah to your question about 20 tutorials and uh, at least one new tutorial per week from now on. As publishers uh, take up the dice banner and start uh, really seeing the value of it and start pushing more tutorials out uh, hopefully that uh, obviously the rate of, of expansion will increase so do the, good, good question, do the publishers uh, initiate the creation of the tutorial content or how does that go about happening? Yes, 
because uh, what our tutorials, we use copyright protected materials. And, and in order to create the 3D models and everything that we use in these animations, those are utilizing the publisher's assets. And, and how these projects start is that the publisher delivers us those digital assets that we can create those 3D elements out of them and then use those in the animations. And because of this, uh, on our platform, you can only publish the content if you are the IP owner. So, so it's not a platform where uh, you could publish uh, any sort of stuff like, hey, I want a tutorial for that game. It, that game needs to go under the publisher's account because of the, the copyright uh, copyright issues there. And, and also, obviously, we want to support publishers. One of the, the benefits of a digital platform is that our platform is accumulating data, big data of uh, what kind of play games are played by what kind of people and, and um, sort of information that doesn't even really exist here anymore. And this is also very interesting to retailers when, and especially if you promote DICE to your local audiences, that, that starts uh, gathering information about that local audience. So, so when you want to reach out to that local audience or for example, a specific part of it, when, when you want to tell people uh, who uh, we can see from the DICE data that own, let's say, copy of Rising Sun uh, or Ankh, which is the, the uh, new game coming out in that same uh, trilogy. Uh, so let's say there's an expansion coming out for Ankh. You want to tell people who own the base game that the expansion is now available in your store. So this is something we can do with DICE because it's a digital service. We can reach out to those people in that, that, that special targeted way. So you don't need, to, you, you can only reach, you can reach people who this message is specifically targeted for. And this is done through our advertisement systems systems in DICE that obviously will be very beneficial once we have enough players using DICE that it's not just like one or two people in, in your vicinity, but hopefully uh, hundreds of people in your, let's say 20, yeah. 30 mile radius or whatever from your store. Like I really like the idea of uh, segmentation and, and tailoring a message directly to somebody because that's what you do in person, right? That's what you do in a real conversation. Like if somebody walks in your store and you know that they're a loyal customer, they've been there many times, and you yeah. know you've sold them, you know certain types of games. You can say, well, hey, I know, you know, I just, I know you're really into this, and you'd be, you know, it's one of those things where you can recommend similar games or uh, you know games that are still in the same wheelhouse, or you can, like you said, recommend the expansion. Be like, hey, did you know that there's this new version of this game that you really like? You should buy. It. You should pick it up. <laughs> Being able to do that in an automated fashion, scale it up, right, and just yeah, put and, up and the ad. What we've learned in the, uh, during the pandemic is that we can, we can also, on some level, bring those experiences to people. Uh, so instead of the people having to walk into your store and then you can give them that experience, uh, what if what our platform could be one of these channels that allows you to go to that person that, hey, I know you like these games. We're, we're getting a, a, a few expansions for these games. Would, would you like us to book one for you? So you can, you can kind of give that service for the people without having to wait for them to come to you. And, and DICE could be one of these channels that would allow you to do that. How complicated is this advertising system? Like what, what do people do to take advantage of this? Can you, is this something that's available now or is it like a feature that's coming in the future? Uh, we have early versions of it available. It's uh, just contact us at b2b at dice.com. 
and, and we can run advertisement campaigns. Right now we're doing it more for publishers because we don't yet have enough of those local audiences. So if you're trying to reach, for example, your stores in, in Wisconsin or Arizona, like I want to reach my local audiences, we don't really have the capability for that yet. Uh, we need to accumulate, we need to get more users to use Dice. We need to, to get more of those local audiences to really kind of that to be beneficial. Because otherwise those ads, in order for us to give you the 10,000 ad impressions or whatever, uh, yeah. it's going to take a while to accumulate that with the three people that we know are <laughs> around here. So, <laughs> so, so, so th that's why we need more robust user base here first. So I, uh, for retailers, I would definitely say that the, the best thing uh, the most beneficial that thing that you can do with Dice right now is to use it as an in-store demo person when those start running again, and and just use it as a sales tool, uh, telling people that uh, learn the game with this and and uh, uh, th this will be an easy game for you to learn. You, you you'll be playing it tonight, and and hopefully make quicker, faster, easier sales with that and get happier customers, get people coming back. You know what? I really like that. Uh, so what else do you have for me and and that's that's why we really want dice to be a very beneficial tool and and we expect people that they will start asking and we already know uh, our audience saying that I'm, I'm already looking for like my next board games if it has that logo on the box it's a big mm -hmm. it's a big plus on the on the yes column for that game yeah absolutely i could definitely see it starting to snowball once it starts to really become more known and people start looking for it uh, I think it'll definitely take off. Uh, is there anything that like retailers can do to kind of spread the word? Uh, do you have any sort of like media kit or you know way that uh, uh, retailers can can help let yeah. their customers know like, that Dice is available? You should check it out. You should download it. Like that kind of thing. We have a little little bit. Uh, we're planning to have a lot more this year now that we're actually getting content, and it it, it has taken us a bit longer than. What we we thought that yeah we're just gonna do it this in a year with proper resources and we're just gonna hire the talent that we need and uh, uh, there's gonna be we know there's gonna be technological you know challenges but we'll overcome them and and we fell short on every of these fronts we did not find the we're in Helsinki in Finland which is awesome because it's one of the hotbeds for video game development in the in the world it, there's so many developers in Finland but guess what there's also a lot a lot of companies looking for this talent. So there's, there's a big uh, sort of competition for this talent in Finland as well. So it took us longer time to find the senior developers we needed for the company. Also, we were we did a couple of crowdfunding campaigns and even though they were successful, they weren't quite as successful as we, we were hoping for them to be. So we raised, uh, which was always the plan, we raised a bit more money from, from investors, but it, it wasn't still the you know, luxurious budget that we thought that we're gonna have 10 people working on this and, and this is gonna be out in a year. So instead of that, we had four people working on it. <laughs> four people working yeah. on it. And it took us three years to get it going. But now content is coming. Uh, so it's a um, good time for retailers to kind of be at least aware of it, try it out. Um, when you see a game on dice that you don't know how to play it, uh, I, I recommend always people to at least learn one game with dice to really understand what it is. A lot of people have told us that they, they only understood how great it was when they were le learning the next game after dice from a rule book. And they kind of just realized that, you know what? Like this wasn't this hard last time. What <laughs> What's going on? And then they kind of like, yeah. oh, because last time we had the app 
for this. I wonder if it's available for this game. And and that's sort of when that uh, Eureka moment happens for, uh, which is too bad. I, I wish it happened already, like when they they are using it. Oh, this is this is a place. But the important thing is that they, they it happened. So, so I recommend trying it out yourself. Um, many people say that, yeah, it, it wasn't quite what I, I uh, and, and a lot of people think it's videos and, and some sort of videos. Uh, maybe with videos with menus that you can hop into different parts of the thing or something like that. But it's it's really, really far from that. The only way to kind of really understand what it is to use it yourself. And also, obviously, if you're interested in this, uh, you should use it yourself. So so you actually know what you're, you're telling the customer when you say how the tutorial works, when you have the personal experience of how it works. Exactly. So, so where can people go if someone's listening to this and they're like, I want to, how do I check this out? Where do I, where do I find it? Go how to do dice. I download it? Yep. Go to dice.com. It's available on app for smart devices and on the web for computers. So, and it's the, the tutorials and rules are free to use. Extras will have a price tag on them. Uh, and the, the uh, money from those will go, we keep a commission, the publisher will get the rest. So, so this is a way to support publishers as well when, when people buy those extras. But rules and tutorials are free to use. We're monetizing those with the, with the ads and, and these market reports once we have the data and that sort of stuff. So there's very uh, low threshold of kind of people to enter this. So dice.com is the place where you start at. And we would love to hear from retailers if they have ideas, uh, questions, anything about dice that, hey, I wonder, could I do this with this? Or, or oh, it would be awesome if DICE would, could do something like this. We need to hear about those, because if we don't, then it's difficult to, uh, to develop those features into the platform if we don't know that there's demand for it. So please let us know what you think, how it works, and, and how we can help you uh, make more business with DICE. Yeah, absolutely. Feedback is crucial. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the reason the app was created in the first place is because uh, feedback on the idea turned it into a real thing and now it's your chance to help shape the future too so yeah definitely reach out go to dice.com and, and check them out and uh, let your customers know let them know that it's available on the app on the app store on the iphone on the i uh on the android app store get them started and the more people who adopt the technology the the better it is for everybody involved so I'm uh, I'm really excited to see where this goes. I think this would be a really interesting way to kind of evolve the board game industry and like kind of really merge digital and physical into something that's you know mutually beneficial where it hasn't really been possible up until now. So I'm really I, glad I, that you came on the podcast yeah. to to share your information and, and your story and like how this all came to be. I really appreciate it. No worries, and and uh, all retailers out there, you are heroes. Thank you for for uh, keeping this industry alive for us during these during these awful times, and hopefully Definitely. hopefully we can we can uh, help you grow with that. All right, thanks for listening to today's interview with Yoni. Make sure to check out Dized.com and find out how you can use the app to automate your demo table and ultimately sell more board games. All the links will be in the show notes for today's podcast, which you can find at metaversaga.com forward slash MVP096. And lastly, if you want to be part of a community on your business journey to share ideas with and continue learning, you can become a member of the Metaverse Network by going to metaversaga.com forward slash join. That's where you can get access to all of the seminars from the recent LGS Success Summit, as well as additional content exclusive to members only. Until next time, I'm Tom Traplin, and I've been your host... Thanks for listening, and I will see you or talk to you in the next episode of the Metaverse Podcast.